clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word or your promise. Let me read it again. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. Father, thank you, Father, for everything you're doing and everything you've done, oh God, and how we are walking into your presence and we are in your presence, God. And Holy Ghost, have your way and speak to us and deal with us. Continue moving right now as we begin to bring the word across, God. Just move and do what you need to do, Father. Holy Ghost, have your way in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering, amen. Amen. We had a great night. We had Pastor John. Pastor John did a great job Monday. Come on, amen. Pastor John did a tremendous job. Pastor Manuel did an awesome job. He, he set it up. He did a tremendous job. And, and tonight I'm going to be ministering. And, and Thursday night and Friday night we have Pastor Ruben. Come on. Our pastor, amen, will be here and be ministering. And so we want to welcome you out and just come and, and let God continue moving and doing what he wants to do in our lives. And I entitled tonight on revive my soul. Revive my soul. Revive, someone say revive, revive. my soul. You know, we, we're made of three things, guys. Listen to what I'm saying. We have our body, we have our soul, and we have a spirit. We have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. Now, our body which is the flesh here, not the flesh of the carnality, but our body is the flesh. Because I need you to catch this because I'm about to take you somewhere. It's where we have our five senses. It's where our cells and our organs and, and all this takes place. It's, it's, it's our, our functions of our body. That is the body. This is the body that God has given us. God gave you, God gave me, that's the body. And from that body goes the soul. Someone say the soul. The soul, the soul is where it is the mind, the will, and the emotions. It's where we have the mind, the will, and the emotions. I'm going to get back to that right now. And then we have, which is the inner part, is our spirit. Someone say spirit. Our spirit. Our spirit is where we find meaning and purpose at. Our spirit is that allows us to connect to God. Because our human spirit connects with the Holy Spirit and that's how we can connect with God. Animals cannot do it. We're the only creation that can connect to God because of our spirit. Come on, somebody. Because of our spirit. Because of our spirit. But I want you to know we have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. Again, the soul is the mind. Someone say the mind. The mind is the place of reasoning. The mind is the place where you think at, is where you think at, is where you reason at. And where the soul is made up a will. It's where you make choices at. God gave us a free will to make choices. Someone say choices. Choices. And then you have what's part of the soul is the emotions. The emotions is where you have your feelings and where you get your attitude from. Hey. And so that's where you get the feelings and the attitude. Now, I need you to hear what the psalmist is saying. The psalmist is saying this. He's saying, my soul, my mind and my will and my emotions are clinging, clinging to the dust. 
Now the word clean means this. Listen, it means to be glued as or firmly to hold on or to be stuck. He says to be glued on firmly or to hold on to as if stuck. So he's saying my soul is stuck. Someone say to the dust. Now, now the dust here means this. The low area means unworthiness, means the grave, means in danger of dying. Listen to the psalmist is saying. He's saying my soul is clinging to the unworthiness. I'm all jacked up. My soul and my thinking is all messed up. My soul and my choices are jacking me up. My soul, come on somebody, is all jacked up in the attitude and the feelings. My God. Here is what he's saying. He says, I'm, I'm clinging to unworthiness. My soul, my feelings, I'm walking around in church feeling unworthy. I'm walking around in my marriage feeling hopeless. I'm clinging to it. I'm holding on tightly to it. And that's how the church is. But God is saying to you, don't worry because something is about to happen. Something is about to take place. But the psalmist was being open. Someone say open. You cannot get something if you stay closed. You got to be open. You got to be open. You got to be willing to say, I am clinging to dust. Oh my God. I've been making wrong choices. I've been having all these weird thoughts. I'm all jacked up. Help. I ain't going to get no help tonight. Because when you cling to the dust, you're holding on to a lot of the past. You're holding on to failure. You're holding on to mistakes. And so he's, he's here to say, my soul. Someone say, my soul. My soul. He made it personal. He said, my soul, man. My soul is twisted right now. My soul is going through things and, and I'm doing everyday life and I'm doing marriage and I'm doing children and I'm doing my job and I'm doing ministry and, and I'm doing this and I'm just really surviving. Nobody really knows that I'm holding on to unworthiness. No one really knows that I'm clinging on to and in danger of dying spiritually. I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't even know if I'm going to make it through tonight. I came today desperate. I came today walking in church desperate because I needed to hear from God. I came in church desperate, needing a word from God. I walked in desperate because I'm tired. I'm tired. My soul, my soul is crying out. My soul is all messed up. My soul. My soul. Church. His openness is about to do something for him. And when I heard the word revive, when I heard the word revive, I was sitting there and I was praying and my wife was right there and I just broke because the Lord says, 
revive. He said, revive my people. First, he told me this. He says, Edgy, you need to revive. And I said, okay, Lord. He said, you need to revive. I said, yes, Lord, but I'm, I'll revive. He goes, no, you need to revive. I said, yes, Lord. He goes, and after you, you revive, revive your worship team. Your worship team needs to be revived. Come on, he said, you need to revive the worship team. And I told my worship team this. I said, they need to revive. They need to get the life because there's flowing to the people. And he says, next, he says, you need to revive the church. The church needs to get revived. The church needs to wake up. The church needs to come back to life. The church needs to remember who they are. Remember their purpose. Remember their destiny. Remember they're called. Remember they're chosen. Remember there's something mighty for them and that I have not forgotten them. And it's not over. That great things are ahead. You tell them, I'm about to revive. I'm about to revive. I'm about to revive. But we got to be willing to be open, church. We got to be willing to be like the psalmist. I says, my mind, oh, my mind is twisted. My mind is feeling unworthy and it's making me think unworthy. And every time I hear something, I think they're talking about me. Because you know that's what happens. So you're watching a football game and they're in a huddle and the enemy's telling you they're talking about you. That's how bad you get. They don't love you and it messes with your mind. Your mind. Your mind. And so you're, un you're unstable in your mind. You're, you're feeling unworthy in your mind. You, you're, you're entering a, a, a danger zone. You're in a danger zone in your mind. And your soul is going through all these emotions. And in your will, so you start making wrong choices. You start just making wrong choices because of your feelings. How many made a choice, wrong choice in the midst of your feelings? Oh man, this church is going to heaven. And, and, and I've always told people, when you are going through something emotionally and when you're going through something really bad, don't do nothing. Better not to do nothing, just to weigh it out. Calm down because your emotions will make you do something wrong. Has anybody made your emotions do make something? I can't even say it right. I'm bringing it out. Because I have, I've done it. I've done it. I said, no, no more, no more. I mean, there are times I'm on the phone with somebody and I'm about to kill them. And then God says, no, and then I just be nice. I said, thank you, Lord, when I get done. Because even though I do do it, afterwards I feel bad. My wife would tell me, she goes, why do you do it? You always feel bad afterwards. I go, I don't know, but at least I feel bad. <laughs> it's when I stop feeling bad that something's going to be wrong with me. So I, 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 I tried to say no more. No more allow my emotions to dictate the way I feel. And so, so this is so important that he says my soul. See, this is what got me. He didn't say my spirit. He said my soul. He said my soul. My soul, my emotions, my choices, my thinking is tripping this is what's going on in me and, and I'm entering to a place I don't want to be in. And when you start entering to a place that you have no business in, it starts getting darker and darker and darker. And God's saying, but there's still hope. There's still hope. There's still hope. 
And the Bible says, it goes on here, and I need you to see this. It goes, my soul clings to the dust. Again, the dust is the low, the unworthy, the grave, in danger of dying. He says, and my soul is clinging to that. And he goes, these words, he says, but revive me. Come on, somebody. He says, but revive me. But revive me. Somebody say, revive me. Somebody say, revive me. Come on, say it like you want it. Revive me. He cries out and he says, revive me. He's saying this. In other words, he's saying, cause me to live. I don't want to live in unworthiness. I don't want to live in that place no more. I don't want to live like that no more. Revive me. Wake me up. He says, cause me to live. Revive me. Give me strength again. Listen to it. He goes, in other words, revive me means break the things that are binding me. Oh, break the things that are holding me down to the dirt. Break that glue that's on me. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. He says, revive me. In other words, it was a cry to live. It was a cry to live again. It was a cry to fulfill purpose again. It was a cry to give me back my love. Give me back my passion. Give me back my sensitivity. God, revive me. Wake me up. God, I want to start thinking clearer. I want to start making right choices. I want my feelings to be in place with you that I feel convicted. And my conviction brings me to repentance. So listen. God's saying revive, revive my soul. It has to be a cry, church. It has to be a battle cry. It has to be God break whatever is binding me and holding me down. Bind those things that are keeping me from being revived. Listen, when I told my wife these words about revival, the first words that she looked at me, she told me, you know what I think of? I think of a resuscitation. To resuscitate. To resist, yes. Too many sisters. To resuscitate. There you go. To resuscitate. And if you know anything about that, somebody in the medical field know, or you watch movies, when somebody flatlines, they're gonna go and they're gonna they're gonna do CPR and they're gonna start working on them. And they're going to start working on them, they're going to start breathing in them, and they're going to start giving them breath. They're going to start giving them life. They're going to start. Uh, you don't hear me though. You don't hear me though. They're going to start working on them and working on them. And if they have that machine, because it takes work to get revived. You got to want it. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. Everybody wants a potion. Here, take two of these and see me in the morning. Here's the Padre con Espíritu Santo que te va bien. Say the 15 rosemaries and you'll be fine. Give a thousand dollars and you'll be healed. Don't believe that, but if you do, call me later. But that's the thing I'm trying to tell you. 
it's going to take work to get revived again. Come on, it's going to take work. It's going to take work. It's going to, you're going to have to say, Lord, break these things off me. Break these mental blocks off me. Break these emotional things off me. Take all this junk off me. And you got to be willing to cry out. Someone say cry out. You, you can't be ashamed. You can't sit there and, and not cry out. You can't come to church every day and every service, month and month and year, and not cry out. You're walking on the thin line of death. You're walking on the thin line of death. Listen to me. You're walking into your own grave. You got to be willing to say, God, oh man, my soul is clinging, but revive me, but revive me. Get me out of this dirt. Get, I don't want to be in the dirt no more. It's funny that it says dust and the Bible says that we were made from dust, <laughs> useless elements. That's what dust says, dust is useless not angel dust, guys. I'm talking about dust. <laughs> dust that's on your, you know, when you get, everything gets dusty. Women don't like, you know, you start dusting. Guys, you don't, you don't want dust around. My kids hate to dust because they're going to have to pick all the pictures up and rub all the pictures and do all the tables and do all. I go, did you pick up? A, oh, because dust gets everywhere. And, and, and this is what he says. He says, my soul is clinging to the dust to these useless things that's taken from me. Because hmm. the enemy always likes to take. He's a taker. He'll take and take and take and take. And when you ain't got nothing left, then he wants to take your life. Then he goes for your life. Because the Bible says he come to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. He has not changed. It's the same pattern. It's the same pattern. And so that's why it's so important that you understand that you'd not be afraid to say, Jesus, help me. Come on, not afraid to do a cry, to do a battle cry, to do a battle cry and say, God, revive me. Someone said, revive me. Revive me. He goes on, he says, revive me. And this is what I love, church. He says, according to your word. According to your word, in other words, according to your promise. Hmm. You know, Psalms 34 verse 7 says this. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from their trouble. God is, I, I, I'm just waiting for you to cry out because... I'm about to show you that I keep my promises. Come on, God, God keeps his promises. God is a promise keeper. He keeps his promises. And this is what got me, churches, is when the Bible says that, that according to thy word, thy word. In Hebrews 4.12, Hebrews 4.12 says this. For the word of God is living and powerful, living and active. In other words, he's saying that my word will revive you. My word will get you back to life. My word will cause power to enter back into your bones, back into your spirit, back into your will, back into your emotions, back, come on somebody, back into your mind. I will get your soul revived. My word will revive your soul. Man, it'll wake you up. 
you get in that word and you read that word, it'll wake you up. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The word will give you faith and it will enlighten you. It will wake you up again and you'll start believing again. It'll give you hope again. It'll give you desire again. It'll restore everything back to you. That's why the enemy tries to keep you away from the word. That's why he tries to keep you away from hearing the word of God. He tries to keep you from reading your Bible. He tries to keep you 